Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blade in Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 36, Ryan Buck Strauss. Yo, what's up? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, of course. All How right, about good. you? Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, I can hear you good. So, how's life? Everything's fine, boss? Yeah, I'm still working. So, I'm like, this week was pretty crazy. I think I had like 50 or 60 hours of work, plus then what? we had a... We had four shop orders go through and then just trying to live my normal life, you know, so I've been super busy. Damn. But like, how were you able to work like all of these amount of hours? Like, um, what's your like current job actually? I'm a jet mechanic basically. So I work all the electronics on private jets. I do like anything with the communication, navigation, the internet, the TVs. That's what I specialize in. Wow. So, That's crazy. And since airports are exempt from any kind of uh, quarantine, we're still working. Because your guys are taking care of those airplanes that right now are like stuck there. So it's a good time for the companies to um, uh, like uh, fix all the things, all of those little things that like usually during the normal schedule, they weren't able to be fixed or... Yeah, some of that's coming on. I think that's going to grow here as the longer the, the delay sits where people are grounded. But we still work a lot of air ambulances and okay. you know, transport. So it's just, you know, things are still due. People are still flying, surprisingly. And even people are still chartering planes and going places. So as they break, I get called. And as things come due, I come in and they just they say, hey, can you come do this? Take care of this one. So that's what I've been doing all week. Wow, that's crazy. And so right now, what is the situation down there in Miami? Like, there are still people around? Are those still, uh, are there still, like, any rednecks around uh, protesting against the government or something like that? Uh, there was supposed to be one yesterday. I didn't see anything on it, so I don't know <laughs> what happened. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's pretty funny. I'm taking it pretty serious. Obviously, I'm working, and I don't have a choice. Like, I have to go to work. I'm Definitely. trying to lose my job over something silly. Like, so... I'm going to work. I'm being as safe as possible. I wear my mask. I wear gloves. I wash my hands. Just you know, all the safety protocols we can do. And it's tough for me because I do have to travel a lot. Like so, I go over different airports almost every single day. It's not like I'm going to the same building with the same people. So I have to interact with people. And I can be extra safe. So when I leave work, I just come home and I, I pretty much stay. If I got to go to the store to buy food or something, that's about all I do. That's pretty much the only time I leave my house. I mean. I built a skate park in my backyard, kind of, just to, to skate and have fun when I have a chance. And I've been working around here just, like, you know, fixing up all the stuff at my house that I've wanted to do for years. Damn. That's, that's like, a, looks like a pretty intense period for you. Like, yeah, the opposite of uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy that, uh, you know, down here it seems like a lot of people don't, still aren't taking. So, yeah, they're not taking it as serious as they need to. And um, it's kind of one of those things where I keep preaching to everybody that, you know, in the skate group and everything. I'm just like, hey, guys, you know, we just, we just got to be smart. Like, I understand we all want to go skate. Like, this is the prime time. Like, schools are shut down. Businesses are closed. Like, we could skate those <laughs> spots we want to skate. But 
we shouldn't be getting in groups of, of six, eight, ten people. Mm-hmm. It's just not safe. Like, I had to tell somebody that I'm like, listen, like, I understand if you're with the same couple people, but if they're still working and you're still working, you're interacting with hundreds and thousands of people every single day and you don't know. So until this thing gets under control, we just got to be smart. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's like a, it's our responsibility. And in a way, it's pretty cool to see how, like, uh, I mean, like to, to all the people that I talked to on these plating chats, like all of them, like they were like super responsible and like super like, you know, with uh, with their heads on their shoulder. Like it seems like we know like the 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 damage that that the infected thing like that coronavirus could do to our parents relatives or like even like workmates and something like that so yeah it's pretty it's pretty intense like we need to to be like pretty responsible on like on the choices we are making doing those things right yeah it's it's crazy because you know with the, the no symptoms thing, you know, people could be infected for a couple of weeks and you have no idea and it's just spreading like wildfire. And that's, that's the real concerning thing. And I keep telling everyone, like, I'm like, hey, I understand it sucks, but we need to just, you know, lock down what to do to stop this because I want to get back to normal life. I want to be able to go to the skate parks. I want to be able to go, you know, skate street and not have to worry about this stuff. Like, but the only way it's going to happen is if we all, you know, fight it the right way. Mm-hmm. Are like those skate parks already covered by sand, just like in California, or not? No, I haven't seen anything like that down here. I think most of the stuff down here is pretty fenced in, pretty good, so that you can't, you know, people may be jumping in there, but I don't think it's as as rampant. You don't. I think the sanded in parts were kind of the ones that were just kind of open on the beach, and people could just access easily. Mm-hmm. Okay, true, true. And so, like with that being said about the the scene in Miami, like um. I was like uh, watching a couple of videos from uh, Florida in general, and I've just realized that like in Florida, many people have passed through, like uh, Frankie Morales, Joy Chase, Adam Feinberg lived there, Alex Brosco as well. Like, were you there? Like, did you get uh, did you get any chance to skate with them? Like, uh, when you were there, like w- when they were there? Uh, the only person I skated with was Frankie, but that was after. Obviously, Joey's still here, so I skate with Joey when we meet up at events. But since Orlando's three hours away, it's not like a, mm. you know, an easy drive to go meet up. But I mean, I moved here twelve years ago now, I think, or thirteen years ago. Okay. Yeah, about twelve, twelve and a half. So a lot of those guys had already come through, but Frankie had moved back for a little while, and we skated together a few times, and would meet up at a like a Wednesday night skate or something or street skate, and. It's always like anytime you meet up with guys like that, it's, it's awesome. The vibes are always good. So, because you're originally from Ohio, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Cleveland originally. Like I grew up skating with Craig Parsons and Ron Copeland mm-hmm. and those guys. No way. Yeah, dude, I remember like Life Plus profile of Ron Copeland. Man, that dude was crazy. Yeah, he was ahead of his time for sure. And it, exactly. A funny story, like the last Bitter Cold Showdown. I like I've lost a lot of weight in the last couple of years, but I was I look a lot like Ron with the beard and I didn't have glasses or anything, but I looked like Ron and we were at a uh, bitter cold and uh, John Goas says, Hey, Louis Zamora thinks you're Ron Copeland and he wants to know why you haven't talked to him. And he's like, And Roadhouse and I was like, No, Roadhouse knows who I am. Like I've I've met him before, but I'd never met Louis. So we were in the elevator, like going up the hotel at the end of the night, and I just look over at Louis in the elevator and I go, Hey, I go, Louis. Louis, what's up, man? It's Ron. Why didn't you say hi? And he looked at me. He's like, oh, fuck you. I knew it was you. And I go, no, I'm not Ron. And they just told me about the story. He goes, oh, man, I got double fucked. That's great. 
but it was good because I knew Ron growing up. So it just kind of all like pieced together. It was really funny. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. And so like, um, uh, with that being said, like John, like when, when like uh, I was in, in LA, he told me a little bit like um, of the struggle that you guys have in uh, about skating in Florida because of the humidity. Is that, is that true? It's a kind yeah, of it's, a pain. it's so hot down here. Like it's just starting to ramp up now. Like we're already in the heat index of, uh, you know, 95, 96 Fahrenheit. Shit. So, I mean, that's, that's just the beginning. In a couple months, we'll be at 108, 110. So, wow, that's crazy. so it just gets in the, the air is so thick. You can like, you can chew the air. Every street spot you go to, you end up changing your shirt because you just sweat through clothes like nothing. So if you go for a session, you may bring four or five shirts just so that you're not <laughs> drenched, dripping wet in your car. Damn, that's crazy. And like during the the podcast that they've done with I think probably Austin he was like like it came out that the Kona skate park is probably the oldest skate park I wouldn't say like uh not only in the United States but also like through the whole world because it has been done in 1977 or something like that is yeah, that correct I, I don't know the the whole history of it but yeah it's it's as far as I know it's at least the oldest skate park in in the east coast maybe the united states i'm not sure about the world but yeah and it, it's always amazing to go there it's supposedly they're going to be rebuilding it and redoing it and, and they have some special machine coming in to fix all the concrete this year so hopefully by next year it's like a, a totally new refurbished place but you can just see that the years haven't been kindly with the uh the florida and the, the being on the coast you know they're so close to the beach that you get a lot of erosion and just The weather just beats it, and the sun and the humidity just warps ramps and things like that over time. Pretty cool. And you and, like, Red Eye, of course, was there supporting the competition, right? Of course, yeah. We had a – it was me, John, Russell, Jared, Ch Chad Tannehill came. And then, obviously, uh, Zach Pollock, the guy we just added, he's from down here. So he's he was there. And, uh, you know, we did the best we could with an event. It was – You know, we were actually running a little bit behind because I had to pick up chat early in the morning with Cody Norman from Intuition. Mm -hmm. So we had to drive from Fort Lauderdale all the way up to Jacksonville, which was like a four or five hour drive. And we started getting phone calls. Hey, guys, there's a social media blackout. Like yeah. they're going to limit how many people are there. And they're like some people are calling us, telling us we're not going to be we're going to miss the cut. And we we're like, what do you mean? We're all scheduled like we're we're we paid for a booth. All my guys are in the invite list like <laughs> We got to be there. So we call and they were like, no, you guys are good. Like you're already counted in the numbers because we know you're coming and we, we have you on the registration. So you guys are okay. We're just limiting it to how many extra people can come in. And that was like the very beginning of the caps. Like that's when they started saying no more than 200 in a group. So a week later, we probably would not have had the event. Like, yeah. Luckily. I, think, I just think that, uh, you know, people, some people were, were bad mouthing and like, Oh, you know, They just did it anyway. They don't care. And rollerblading is silly. And why would they do that? And it was kind of like we were being cautious and we were being safe. They locked us in. Like, you couldn't come in or out. You had to have a band. Like, they actually locked my van in at one point. And we had a we had an Airbnb. So I had to go ask the guy if he could open the gate so I could get the van out because I was unpacking the booth. And he was like, oh, okay, only because you're a vendor. Otherwise, you were stuck in here. So they let me get the band back outside. But, yeah, you, you had a strict count. And, I mean, even then, that was the beginning. And now, you know, it's 10 people, so it would never happen. A week later, I don't even think, you know, we would have had a much easier time. And everyone would have understood if, if Blake and everyone just said, hey, sorry, we can't do this. If Kona would have said, sorry, we can't do it, it would have been much more understandable. But 
being True. at the very early stages of things and lockdowns and things like that, we were just, we were all there. People had flown in and they were, they were like, okay, no more than 250 people. And we were, I think 189 or something total that actually came. A lot of people did cancel, you know, they, they didn't drive up or they didn't fly in because they were worried and they didn't want to get either had something with the disease or get stuck if they would have best start banning travel, things like that. So the event was, a. Uh, you know, it was fun and it was definitely interesting. It was like something you'll never see again. True, true. And you know, I, I'm so happy that like uh, the, the the Corona competition and the, the Winter Clash competition happened like before all of this, all of those things happened because imagine like if like um, the Winter Clash and like the, the comp in uh, at the Kona like happened like uh a month later, like, you know, like there will be like a, a lot of like lose of money, um, lose of, of course, of motivation from the industry himself for all the bladers. So luckily we were able and um, we were able to do both of the competition, right? Yeah, it was, it was great. And, you know, we were worried a little bit just because, you know, a lot of international travel, I had gone straight from Winter Clash. I had to go to Ohio for a funeral and then came back down. And I was actually mm -hmm. sick for a little while. But it was like, I never got a fever, I never had anything. I just had like a head cold. And I was like, oh God, you know, what's going on here? But I started feeling better. By the time, you know, Powell came around, I was okay. And then luckily we've heard, you know, nobody that attended Winter Clash or Powell has come down with this. So thank God for that, that we're all, you know, safe and healthy at this point, you know, and we just got to continue to be smart. True, true. And so like, and that was like, the, even the Powell, how many, uh, it was like, 10th? Like, no, me more, right? They've been doing that since a long time. This was the 10th one, yeah, I think. Yeah, this is Pow Wow 10, but there was like a four or five year break between them because mm -hmm. it hasn't, you know, it was Blake had stopped it and things had kind of gone sour and things like that, but I don't know all the details, but yeah, it was cool that he brought it back. He hit me up early last year, or not early last year, I would say mid last year, and just said, hey, I'm bringing this back. Would Red Eye be part of this? And I said, absolutely. Oh, and, uh, you know, we just kind of worked from there. I was kind of like skeptical at first, like, why, why is this coming on? But then it, it really turned into a great event and Blake did a great job. And, you know, I awesome. can't say enough about, you know, everyone that, that put the time in and, and putting it together, especially under the circumstances was, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna... super <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to make one of these blading chats with, uh, with Blake probably in two weeks, like not this, not this upcoming week, the next one. Awesome. And, uh, he's, a, he's a really good guy. He's actually from Ohio too. He's from like a uh, one city over from Miami. I actually, and I never met him until I moved to Florida, which is crazy. No <laughs> but yeah, he, he grew up in Ohio, the same thing. And like, we do have a comment here from Ivan. He says, I got some sneaky wheels and hi y'all. What's up Ivan? I do have like some, uh, some sneaky wheels as, um, on my setup as well. So yeah. yeah, I like the sneaky wheel. It's funny. They're the softest wheel we made. Uh, sneaky said he liked a little bit softer of a ride. And uh, he went to Mexico and skated him. He said, you know, he's like, I love him. He's like, I haven't skated any of the wheels. I gave him a couple sets of Johns. I gave him a couple sets of Russells to try. And I think I gave him six or eight sets of his own wheel. And he was only skating his own wheel. He's like, I love this wheel so much. I really think that the, uh, the flat profiler and the 62 is like, came out perfect. Like, I love skating the Russell. I love skating the Sneakies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. So, like, with that being said, like, tell us something more about uh, the Red Eye uh, Wheel Company. 
which is like, um, of course, pretty cool. Not, not because I'm skating for it, but like from what I've seen, like you and John, like uh, all the time traveling to competition, setting down your the your guys' boots, which means like investing money to buy, you know, to to pay the space for the boot and everything. And and then I do believe it's a pretty cool thing what you guys are doing. Yeah, basically, so Red Eye is like my passion project. Obviously, I have my job working in aviation and I make good money and I've always wanted to, you know, get back into into skating and giving back to it. So basically, Red Eye, all the money we make goes back into into rollerblading. It goes to my riders. All the all the signature wheels, they get royalties off the wheel sales. So then if I could help guys, like, we help pay for Sneaky and we help pay for John Kamato Blade, or Blades Giving in November. I helped Russell with a little bit of money for powwow. I bought, I, you know, I buy guys meals. I rented an Airbnb for Winter Clash. I rented an Airbnb for powwow. And I just made sure that, you know, my guys are taken care of because that's the one, the one thing that I feel like it's been lacking in the industry. And that's kind of why we kind of got this strain in sales and just motivation had gone down because people weren't taking care of their riders as well as they could. And it's, it's the little things. It's buying a guy, hey, if you can come out to this event, I'll buy you dinner. Like, it makes guys feel better. So I, I don't want to, you know, take anything away from other companies, but I just feel like we're trying to change the way things are done. I want my guys, when they say, when people talk to them and they say, oh, who do you ride for? And they're like, oh, Red Eye. And they're like, oh, yeah, Red Eye treats me great. This is the best thing. Like, so it motivates younger people like, oh, I want to, you know, work hard. I want to earn that. I want to be in Red Eye because they take care of their riders. True. And I... I can say yes. The only thing that happened, like they're true, <laughs> because it happened <laughs> to me as well. So, <laughs> no, like with that being said, like um, it's definitely like a, a key point that thing because um, it also like a way to show um, a professionality, like uh, from the brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think so, some like, of that was the, the growing pains of rollerblading. You know, now that some of us, you know, we're in our thirties, mid thirties. Some guys are in their forties. And they've worked real jobs and they see how corporate structure works. And once all the, the big corporate money fell out of rollerblading, you know, we had a bunch of 18, 20 year old, even younger kids that were, you know, top of the scene. They didn't know any better. And, and they were either taken advantage of or they just didn't care. And now that we're older and, and the, you know, the people that grew up have the chance to, to turn things around. Like talking to shops this week, you know, sales haven't been better in years. Like, They've been on a steady incline for a couple of years, but right now with this COVID and people being uh, having this free time to get back involved and, and wanting to maybe start back up because they, they're looking for exercise, looking for something to do, sales are booming. Like, this is the time we can start making the new stars. We can get the old guys in, we can get their kids in. Like, the next generation's right there at our grasp, and we need to take care of that. True, true, true. And yeah, I, I was like also talking with a friend of mine at the phone. And about like how many people we see in the streets with the with the roll baits on. So yeah, if it is like here, like that here in Italy, I do believe like right now in, in the U.S. it would be like even even like better. So it's it's pretty yeah, cool I to see. Yeah, I see so many like I see so many girls on Instagram that I know down here. They're all buying roll blades. Uh, there's a little trail right by my house on my way home. I see you know five six people every day, you know, in the parking lot getting ready to go skate, and it and that's just you know that's the start like. The, the recreational skating leads into aggressive skating. That's how I got into it. That's how most people did. Like, there's very few people I know that just picked up aggressive skating. Most people had a pair of rollerblades rolled around and then seen it, you know, 
seen this in this sport and they're like, oh, I want to try that, or they just naturally kind of fell into their lap. Like I was skating, you know, as a young kid, and we'd go to the skate rink and just skate circles, and you know, it was like a Friday night thing. All the kids at school, that's what we did. And then my mom heard about another place. It was a skate park, so she took me to a skate park, and like day one, I was hooked. <laughs> like I, I never wanted to go back. I was like, I never want to go to that circle rink again. I want to go here. There's like, even though I didn't even have aggressive skates yet, I was like, you know, just rolling off little little kicker ramps and jumping and just, you know, trying a 180. And I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And I've, you know, never stopped. Cool, cool. Um, we have like a shout out from Patrick Anderson. He says, other, compas other companies need to learn from back. I will continue to throw my money towards Red Eye. Uh, thanks like for the support, Patty. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bombers. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, and it's pretty cool to see, like, uh, for example, even like um, them skates, like uh, uh, using the royalties and give all the royalties straight to the to the bladers. That's like something that like uh, all the companies should do because just like you were saying, like uh, many people lose their motivation because of that, because of like uh, they see the companies like uh, using them and not like uh, uh, taking care of them as an investment on the skills of the blade or something like that, right? Right. You can see it like, so to me, what we did is our, our wheels are priced at a certain point. And if you look at the team wheel that we have, which is 55, which is the only non-signature wheel at the moment, it's $2 less than the other wheels. That $2 goes straight to the riders per set sold. So what I ordered, if I ordered 250 sets, the riders are, have the incentives to make up to $500. If they, if they do all the protocols that we need, the wheels sell, they're going to make the money. I pay them. I feel like it's the same for the skates. If, if you're going to mark a skate up $10, $20 because it's got a pro's name on it, that money should be going to that guy because you're, that's what you're, you're then capitalizing on their name. You're saying, true, hey, here's true. this guy's name. Even if you gave them half of that, let's say because you did put like for, for Sunshine example, they put the rain liner in there versus the razors liner, and it does cost a little bit more because it's a nicer liner. So let's say it costs them $10 more, but they mark it up $20. Give the rider $10 per skate. Mm -hmm. People will see that money going back. This, the riders will be more motivated. Like it, It's just a simple thing like that, and I think that's what I wanted to do. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay these guys their royalties. You know, I want, I want them to earn it. I want it to show. Like I want these guys to appreciate it. But like I said, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, uh, we do, I mean, I talking from the experience that I had, like, um, at the Winter Clash, for example, which was, like, my very first competition that I've been to with all of you guys, and you trained me, like, uh, like I was, like, a, I felt that I was part of a family, but I'm not saying that because you are here. I'm just saying that, like, I'm trying to be as, like, super honest with you, and, like, it was pretty cool for me to see you like, hey, let's go there. I'm taking care of your dinner, your lunch or whatever. You need to like, we're going to pay you the, the entry from the winter clash and stuff like that. So it's something like, just like you were saying, there are like, those are like small things that can really like, can really like motivates you to do better and like to talk even better of the brand. Exactly. And that's what, you know, we had a, we had the powwow group and we were all just hanging out. We had our Airbnb and we were playing games at the Airbnb, but we were all hanging out at the event. You know, it was open super, super late, like till 2 a.m. or whatever, but we were all there hanging out. Russell was just skating, having fun, doing some set slide stuff. And we were all joking around, calling out tricks for him and, you know, just having a good time. And one of the guys from Florida comes up and he's like, yo, he's like, you guys just like have a good time. Like you all seem like your friends. I'm like, yeah, this, that's what this is about. Like we're all friends. Like True. we all get along like, 
the biggest thing I wanted to do when I started Red Eye, and people were like, why are you so focused on your team? Why are you so focused on this? Well, first I had to get my team set because I also wanted the riders who were going to get pro wheels. I wanted them to have the wheel that they wanted. So I needed to know who was going to be on this team, who's going to be part, what size wheel and th that they wanted because I didn't want to give, like, let's say Glow was part of this, and I said, well, we're not going to make a 68-millimeter wheel for you. We're just going to give you a 59-millimeter wheel. He doesn't ride that wheel, so he has no, no incentive to say, I want to be part of this. But if I say, you get to pick your size, your hardness, this is yours. You get to pick the color of your wheel. Like, let's go from here. Like, we have all the, the boarding pass logos. All the guys got to put their little, like, little touch on them. Glow wanted his little blading camp wheel. John wanted that Delta logo. Sneaky wanted to say a certain thing. Russell wanted to say a certain thing. So we put that in there, and then my brother designed them. That way the guys felt like the wheel was theirs. Mm -hmm. And then we True. come out, and, you know, it, they're excited because this is something they helped design. This is what they picked. This is what they want. So on top of that, I wanted to get guys that all had positive attitudes towards industry, guys that are willing to travel, guys that want to be part of something and part of a team. And, you know, that's why I encourage everyone, and you'll see in our posts, like, people, guys are always commenting, always sharing. We put it right back into the story on Instagram, on Facebook. We want everyone to see, like, we are – a family, like a team of like the old days, you know, we may not skate the same, we may not be from the same area, but together we make what I feel is like one of the greatest teams in the industry right now. Awesome. And I'm proud to be part of it. Um, Dean just said like something really, really like, I do think like important. He says like, I think transparency is the key. The more we know how companies are supporting their riders, the more people want to support the company, which is true, honestly. I mean, I mean, like, I totally agree with him. Yeah, and that's what I've told all the guys. Like, we have a we have a red eye group chat, and I've told everyone since day one. Like, anything that anyone wants to know that's on the team, just has to ask the question, and we'll be honest with them. If they want to know how many sets of wheels we've sold, what you know, what the budget's looking like, things like that, it's total, you know, transparent clear information to everybody and everyone gets the same information because I don't want to feel like anyone's, you know, being singled out or you're not part of this. If you have a question, they just have to ask me. They can text me if they feel, you know, they need to, they don't want everyone to know or they feel uncomfortable about something. Anyone can reach out to me and anyone on the team and say, Hey, how's this going? How's that going? And I want that. And I learned a lot of that from the company I work for now, Duncan Aviation. That's how they, they have a very transparent thing. I could walk into my boss's office and say hey what are our numbers looking like are we going to make our quarterly numbers how are we doing and they openly just give us that information so we feel good like knowing that we have that information you know like hey are we on the right track what can we do to make it better do i need to do this and that's where i want the team to be if they feel like we're there's something we're doing wrong or they feel like there's something where we can improve i don't want them to fear like oh it's going to upset Buck. It's going to upset John because John does run our social media, you know, and he makes the post. And I was very clear at the beginning and he's great about it. Like you don't see overabundance of one guy being posted. We don't want anyone to feel like, Oh, they're pushing this guy more than me. They like him more than me. I want everyone to, anyone that gives up the content, we're going to promote. We want to promote all of our guys equally because without any one guy on this team, we're not going to be the same. And that's what's important about having a team. Like, we're only as strong as the weakest league. So all of us have to be putting, pulling our weight and doing our own thing. True. True, definitely. And so, yeah, with that, with that being said, shall we, shall we show the little thing? Yeah. Well, first I'll show. So 
I just talked to Lebeda this week. They do our pours. You know, people, it's not, it's not a secret. You know, people have talked bad about Lebeda before and things like that, but we've worked with them. Our formulas, I've told everyone, is our own. But they actually just sent us two new samples this week. John picked them up. We're mailing them out tomorrow to uh, get out to some riders for testing. They gave us two new formulas to try to see if they work any better. You know, where are we at? We, we always want to improve, and they, they're totally down with, with us, you know, trying to make the best product possible. So this year, we're coming out with a new line. We're designing it now. We're in talks. We're going to have the 55. We're still going to have a 57. We're going to have the 60. We're going to have the 62. We're going to have 68. But we're also going to introduce two or three new wheels. We're going to introduce a 64-millimeter wheel, which has more of a face classic profile. As you can see, what we did is they took the 68-millimeter and they shaved it down to have a flatter surface down to 64-millimeters. So that I won't announce that rider yet, but this will be a signature wheel. I'm also looking at doing a 72 for people that do want to ride a little bit bigger wheels. If you don't like the 68 or you want to ride a 72, 60 and a wish, or even, you know, you have friends that do some rec skating and need some extra wheels. Like we're going to, we're going to make a 72, maybe a small run of that. But the big announcement today is Jason is getting a pro wheel. He's getting our new anti-rocker wheel. It's going to be a 46-millimeter wheel. And what we did is we actually found the dimensions on the old Mind Game Higgs-Boston wheel and had the exact specifications minus the little uh, octagon shape. But the, the slope, the flat part across here, is all identical to what Mind Game had made. So we wanted to recreate that. And uh, it's a 101A urethane 46-millimeter wheel. And uh, I've been skating them. John's had a set. Jason's skating them. We all love them. Like nothing bad. Like they look awesome. And it's uh, you know, I took I took them to some of the shops. We had them at Winter Clash, and we're showing some people. And as soon as I took them to the local skate booth, Jake knew exactly what they were. Oh, that's the mind game wheel. He goes, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, and some people think, oh, like you see the fifty fifty, and then the the moonshine. They were like, oh, they just copied the same wheel, and a lot of anorakers look exactly the same. It, it, it is what it is, but we wanted to have that option for people. And we were honored that Jason accepted, uh, you know, being the pro because not too many people have ever had a pro anti-rocker wheel. So it'll be a smaller run, but I think it's going to be special. And this is obviously just a prototype. We haven't, you know, picked the color or got the logo designed. We're working on all that stuff now. Like I said, we just, we just got back in full talks with Lebeda. With all this COVID stuff, we're, we're way behind schedule. Like, we were hoping Definitely. to have it out and ready to go by, you know, next month. And here we are just getting talks because people have not been working. They, you know, pouring rollerblade wheels is not an essential business. So luckily, True. you know, the owners of Lebeda are the employees there. They're just like we are. It's a super small company. When we go to the office, you know, the, the people, the owners, Kevin Lebeda, the guy Rob, like, they're all part of that family. And that's who works there. That's who does the, the stuff. So they're able to at least accommodate us and like i said they got us two new urethanes to try see how they go we're going to let them know if we like them any better because we want it, we want the best product we can possibly give somebody yeah and so, so like first thing first i already said to you at the winter clash but like uh and also in millions of messages through whatsapp <laughs> but yeah man like i do really um thank you very much i w really would like to thank you very much for for this opportunity and because for me it's like a in an amazing achievement because you know i've been skating for for quite some time and like uh, i'm probably uh the very first italian 
who have received like a pro something in a way. So it, it's like a it's like a dream come true. And uh, and yeah, like I've been skating those anti since the winter clash. So it's uh, I never got any problem. I do really love them. The shape, in my opinion, it's perfect because I had it before, like two or three years ago. I, I was skating with the eulogy ones, but I never felt like the the click in it. And so I went back to, for the Friday light ones, the the the, the, the stock yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And but, but this one, it's like um I'm not saying again, I'm not saying this because you are here. Because if I wasn't like feel it, I, I I was like, okay, whatever, like I'm not gonna scale or something like that. But this one I do really love it. I do really love the shape. As you were saying, like we are going to to work on colors and graphic and stuff like that. This is just a prototype, but like uh as far as like I'm scanning it, I do really love it, and uh, I do really thank you guys for all the 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 love that you're showing to us right now for for that announcement because I do really, in a way, I also feel like kind of embarrassed because there are like <laughs> millions of people way better than me who deserve it more and stuff. But uh, in the other hand, like um, just like I was saying, I do really love to to, to say thank you to Buck and to Red Eye because for their first thing first, their, their thoughts about the team and everything. And second, for the love that they show me all the time here here in Italy. So, yeah. Uh, you deserve it just as much as anyone on our team. And that's what I've told everyone. You know, everyone on our team has the talent to earn a pro wheel. It's putting in the work. It's it's having the right attitude. And all of our guys have that. So I don't want to feel like it's a handout. Like, I don't want to be this company that just gives every single person. Like, I want when people see the Jason Adriani wheel, they're like, he deserves that. He's he's earned that over the years of his work and his commitment, his attitude, like everything about being a pro you have, you embody, like you go to an event, you're super social. You do so much. You're doing so much for rollerblading that this is like, we are basically putting our faith in you because we say Jason has the right way. He is the marketable guy that we want to have this wheel. Thank you, you so know, much. It's, it's so easy to just give you know, it's funny. I've heard, oh, are you going to give yourself a pro wheel? And I would never do that because I'm not on, I, I don't deserve that. Like the company is mine. That's, that's all I could ever ask for. Like, but the company is not mine without you guys. Like if I didn't have John and I didn't have Jason and, you know, Chris and Josh and Russell and Michael and Chad and Sneaky and Steven and Zach and these guys, if, if they didn't do everything for us and, and want to be part of this, we'd fail. Like just, Gil came up to me, the guy who owns Roller Warehouse, and he said, hey, of all the companies I've seen come through in the past couple of years, you guys are doing the best. And people just, you know, they've, and that's not a, a brag on us, but we're just trying to do things right. And that's what I think is starting to show through with the team, with the way we're promoting, the way that we come to events. We talk to everybody, you know, the guys that we have are personable and people enjoy seeing their skating. And that's what's What's so great? And I can't wait till we can get over this COVID and start filming for our VOD because I know it's going to be amazing with the riders that we have. Like, again, that was supposed to be done hopefully by now, you know, for the line release. But with all this going on, we're, we're way behind. We haven't got to start filming. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, hopefully we get through this sooner than later. We can start getting these trips together, get the guys together, start filming it, and we can get a nice VOD. Hopefully it'll be ready for Winter Clash or something like that at this point. Will be will be amazing. Will be an honor, just like to be part of it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, so yeah, going back to the to the um, to the team, like um, uh, about farm, like how did farm get into the team? 
Okay. So as you know, everyone knows Chris had the, the allegations brought up against him and all of that. And then, you know, he didn't, he handled it the best way he knew he could handle it. Like th this is something, you know, you can't be accused of something like that and be like, Oh, you know, if, you, if you're not comfortable, you want to, you know, everyone's going to handle every situation differently. So he handled it the best way he could. And after like everything went dead and Viberlux and they let him go, I had just reached out to him because I've known him for years. And, you know, I was actually at that Ross skill day with him during when all those allegations went down. I was at that summer clash. I had seen him a couple weeks after that in Ohio at the James Short Memorial. And, uh, you know, we've been friends for a while. I just reached out and said, Hey man, I'm sorry you're going to this. Like anytime I've ever met you and anytime we've ever hung out, like you've been nothing but a class act and you're a great human being. I'm sorry that, you know, you're going through this and, and things like that because you're handling things the best way you possibly can for yourself. Like nobody can judge you for how you feel about something or how you react. Like, and then he proved his case out, you know, once he was comfortable and he felt like the time was right, he, he made those posts or whatever. I don't know if everyone's seen him, but he basically tried to clear his name and say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm being falsely accused and, and this is my side of the story. And if that took two months, if that took two years before he came out, like that was all on his timeline because I can't say, or anyone can't say, Hey, you need to go address your one right now. If you're not ready, it could come across wrong. So he waited, he did. So I reached out to him as a friend and just, you know, apologize. And he said, Hey, I appreciate that. And I said, listen, whenever you're ready, if, if you're willing or you want to, if you want to try our wheels, I'll gladly send you some to try. I'd love to, you know, have you test them and see if you'd want to be part of our team. And he said, absolutely. So I sent him some uh, wheels and he tried them. And within a week he was like, I love the wheels. Like they work out great. Like let's, let's do this. So awesome. it, it timed out just right that, you know, we announced him at the, what year is it event in Woodward. And it was like a, a big reaction there. And then we announced him through social media a couple days later, but you know, Dead's loss and however they did it is our game. Like I'm so honored to have Chris on our team. Like that's somebody I grew up watching, even though he's Damn, like, so am I. <laughs> you know, I tell some of my friends that I used to skate with back in the day, I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm friends with Chris Farmer and he skates for my company. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, no, I'm like, yeah, like this is like real. Like I'm friends with <clears throat> one of the greatest rollerbladers of all time. And you know, that, that, that's just awesome. Like that he's so committed to being part of us. Like anytime you talk to him, he's like super excited. He's super on board, just like anyone else on our team. And it's no, great. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like when I saw it, I, I mean, like, uh, of course, like I do love Josh. I do love Glow. I do like every, Corey. I do love everybody in the team. But like Chris Farmer, which is to me, it's like, I don't know, like uh, one one of the gods of skating. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. and like being being part of 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 the team with him in there, man. I was like, dude, really? Yeah, and it was like I felt like we had a great team, and then when he came on board, it like it really just solidified us to being like a mainstream player. Like here we are, like. Like, I honestly consider him one of the top five pros of all time. Like, his sections are timeless. Like, mm -hmm. the tricks he's done, like, just – and, like I said, his whole personality and his persona as a pro, if you meet him in person, he's just a genuinely nice, Super, honest yes, guy. Yes. And that's what I want on my team. I could pick up – you know, there's, there's thousands of amazing skaters. And I'm not saying that other people aren't deserving, but the guys that we have on this team – all exemplified. If you meet any one of my guys on this team and we're together, 
we're going to embrace you as one of our own. Like we want, we want to hang out. We want to have a good time. We just want to skate. We want the industry to grow. And that's what's the most important part about all this. With true. And true. And just like what you were saying earlier, about like how to like, uh, um, like handle the team and all that, like testify it. And it's pretty, I do believe it's like, it, it should be the way that like every, all the companies should treat their, their riders. And, yeah, um, and, I, and I hope this, you know, that we can set that example and have that open. And like I said, we've done a couple of interviews with uh, BMAG and Blitter Union and they, you know, we just talked to them and I, I'm always honest about it. Like, I just want everyone to know, like, nothing that is coming out of Red Eye isn't going back into the industry. The money that I take, I have like a 10% of profits come back towards me personally. And that money goes right back into going to events. It's, it, that's helping, you know, get the rental vehicles, you know, helping pay for those meals for the guys. Like all that's coming out of the profits on my end. And if it's coming out of my personal bank account, I don't, I don't look at it like that because I'm going to be traveling to the event either way. Having red eye there helps me, helps all of us, helps the industry. And that's, what's great. That's amazing. Buck. really, thank you so much for, for doing this. It's pretty cool to see like, how you're acting, how like Travis with Blader Union about like, you know, the collecting money to put, to give money to the people making like ads and stuff like that. I mean, I, I do really love like those, you know, coming back from the companies on like investing to, to, to the bladers who are skating for them and stuff like that. So like more companies should, should be learned from, from you guys, I do believe. Yeah, I hope, like I said, I just hope we can be the example. I want, I want people to want to ride for us. I want that next group of younger kids look up and say, Hey, you know, look what this company has done. They're, they're the, they're the apex. We are the best company to ride for. Like I want these younger kids to reach out to us and say, Hey, what can we do to be part of this? So that mm -hmm. we have that future. And I feel like we've already, we've already got that foundation with, you know, with having Steven and Michael and now Zach, these guys are all under 25. Chad and, and Jared, I think are 26 or 27. Like we have this, this younger generation already there, but now we need to start, you know, as these young kids, the kids that are competing 18 and under, they keep progressing and they, they see the goal. Like they can see if I keep working, I can be Jason. I can be John. I can be, you know, Josh Blowicki. I can be whoever it is. Like however style skating you like, like that's another great thing about our team. I feel like we have a very diverse style. Like, so you can, you can earn it off of however you skate as long as you're doing it the right way. True. True. So, Buck, uh, I mean, like, uh, I don't know what to say more because, like, it's everything is pretty cool and it's super, like, I got, like, goosebumps because of the announcement. So, and from all the love that I that, that I can see here, like, on the chat. So, like, uh, I really would like to thank you guys for, for, for that. I really would like to thank you, Buck, for, for, like, the opportunity and, like, uh, for making, like, Red Eye a company and uh, how it is. So, man, like, you're the man. There's nothing uh, more I appreciate I can you say. having me on. Like, this is awesome. I love talking about it. It's good to see you. I'm glad that you're safe. And, you know, you know, we've talked a couple times, you know, since all this quarantine stuff went down, but it's good to have another chat with you and see that you're still <laughs> healthy and everything's going well. Like that's, that's, what's most important to me that all my friends are, you know, doing well and, and going to get through this. No, definitely. Definitely. So with that being said, like, uh, uh, from what I've learned, like one of the probably um, up and coming project is going to be like a red eye team video, right? Yeah, the VOD. So that's the plan. Like, you know, it was supposed to start filming right after Winter Clash. And obviously, we haven't had the opportunity to do that. So 
but yeah, as soon as all this clears up, that's our plan. We're going to start planning out the video. I've already got some ideas planned. We're, we're going to start getting trips booked for guys so that we can get some riders together and uh, start filming this out and then going from there. And hopefully, like I said, if everything, if everything goes well, you know, maybe, maybe by winter clash next year at this point, we'll have a, be able to premiere that and have most of the guys there. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, we're just hoping for the best and trying to get through all the situation right now. Definitely, definitely. So, Bach, with that being said, it's really like 45, 50 minutes, almost 50 minutes. So it has been like a, a pretty cool chat. Thank you so much for for the wheel. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you so much for for the time that you gave me for for this chance for this chat. Thank you for guys. Thank you again for the chance to uh, put me in the team and like thank you guys for the love that you that you shown here on the chat. Oh us. no, thank you. And I, I'm thanks everybody for tuning in and anyone that watches in the future. Like Red Eyes here to support the industry, to support our team, and uh, you know. I hope everyone enjoys the wheels and feel free to, to reach out to us. Definitely. But thank you so much, boss. Later, man. Later. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to Blading Chats.